Can you awake yet? Uh-oh. Nope. No siri. That's all right. It's your birthday episode, so yeah. you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Do you want to introduce the episode? <laughs> sure. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cracker Classics, a weekly podcast in which Joshua and I take a classic movie and watch it and see how uncomfortable it makes us feel. Yep. <laughs> Look at me making you work on your birthday. You call Although this work. Technically, it's not your birthday when we're recording this, just well, when no. we're releasing it. But, <laughs> but this episode comes yes. out on my birthday. <laughs> Yay! Meaning I got to pick what movie we watched today. Yep. So I picked one of my all-time favorites, which hopefully remains a favorite after watching it this time. <laughs> I don't know. But we're going to watch Around the World in 80 Days. I have not seen this. Have you read the book? Yes. You've read the book? A long okay. time ago, but I have. I highly recommend both. And this is one of those unique adaptations where I don't feel it matters which one you do first, the book or the movie. Nice. I mean, I saw the movie first and then read the book. and They're both great. There's some differences. Of course. We made some changes. There always are. But the cringe is still there. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> well, we're talking 1870s British Empire. Yep. And the movie was made in the 50s. Pure cringe on both fronts. Uh-huh. This is, uh, from what I recall, it is kind of a British Empire circle jerk. I think so, uh, yeah. if, I remember, if I'm remembering the story right, yeah. The mass majority of the places we're going to go to around the world are realms of the British Empire. Or former colonies. <laughs> Yay, colonies! <laughs> the movie varies it a little bit. We actually go to Spain. Oh, in the movie. movie. Hmm. I, I still want to say this is going to be fun. But it's been a good few years since I've seen it. What's happened in a few years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see this movie as a snapshot of of history and uh, progress of innovation. Because <laughs> at the time the book was written... Oh, yeah. It was a revolutionary idea to go around the world in that amount of time. Yep. And we're still trying to... You know, it's still a cool thing anytime we can do it quicker well, than before. Well, we're down to, what, a couple of days, though? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I know there was a non-stop flight that took like three days. And I, oh, I didn't know it actually did it. I thought they had to end it early or something. They might have had oh, to. No, well, that was the solar-powered plane. Yeah, yeah. The solar-powered plane didn't make it, but yeah. they had one that um, was supposed to not have to refuel, <clears throat> but they did one aerial refueling, if I remember correctly. Oh, I didn't hear about that. This was late 90s, early aughts. I might be remembering completely wrong, but... Now, growing up in the late 90s, there was a small race of uh, trying to go around the world in a hot air balloon. I don't There's remember that. a lot that. of people that were trying that. I remember watching some of that. Hmm. I mean, it took forever and a day to do it, but it just hadn't been done before. I remember the solar cars racing across Australia in the oh, late yeah, 90s. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like... Three out of 50 actually finished the race. <laughs> it was good for an emerging tech in the late Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't bad at all. Odds are better today. And Sun Racer just blew the rest out of the water. It looked like a trilobite. Yeah. It was my favorite car. 
Yeah, I, I look forward to this. Yeah. Watch this again for a while. Well, I'm glad you had a birthday so we have an excuse. Yay! Birthday plus podcast equals E-Enjoy. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Take a picture. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get started? I think There's we There's a long movie, so yeah, yeah. Got, we have a built-in intermission. Ooh, excellent. If I remember right, there's a set. We'll be back for intermission impressions then. Yay! You lied to me. Yeah, we didn't actually have a (laughs) built-in intermission. My bad. (sighs) Yeah, it'll probably pop up five minutes after we get back to I don't think so. Um, (laughs) Because now we're already in Japan. And I thought the intermission was somewhere either between India and Hong Kong or between Hong Kong and Japan. And now we're in Japan, so. Yeah, yeah. We just paused. Yeah. Sorry, I lied. <sighs> My memory lied to me, which then lied to you. <laughs> it's all right. It's your birthday, I'll forgive you. Aww. I still love this, this movie. time. <laughs> uh, it drags a bit. A little bit. There's things that could have trimmed well i feel like it's kind of like a live action national geographic magazine at times yes. a lot of it's just oh look foreign stuff and from different we're perspectives we're gonna continue to look at foreign stuff for five minutes with no dialogue or plot continuance or yeah but they're different perspectives I you guess. get to see france from the air you yeah get to see india by train that's all the points I can make. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that uh, things could have been trimmed down. Yeah. The bullfighting went on a little longer. Than yeah. The whole time we're in Spain. That was very long. Oh, no. The original Lord of the Dance was amazing. That was very that cool. Was, that was worth taking the time for. The rest of it, not so much. Yeah, I guess just having that and the bullfight made the whole thing seem very, very long. Uh, yeah. If we'd, like, just had a short bullfight... Or completely took the whole bullfight out, because that was just appropriation for Canton Flies. Not even in the book. Yeah. Of course, the hot air balloon's not in the book either. It's not? I don't think so. I could have sworn, like, that was a thing. Uh, if I remember right now. It's been too long since I've read the book. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Geography of this does not make much sense to me. No. But it is uh, British geography. Very Meaning true. we own that. We don't own that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's not under jurisdiction. Don't worry about that. That doesn't exist. It's There's a lot of that. Especially when we get to India. Oof. Yeah. Uh, India. They meant well. Did they? Did they really? From the perspective of the British <laughs> Empire, they meant well. Uh, there was the line about, you don't interfere with native affairs. Uh, isn't that pretty much all you fucking did? Yes, it is a lie. Absolutely. <laughs> but the gesture behind it, you know, if, if history didn't completely prove them wrong, it'd have been, <laughs> it would have been a nice message of, no, you don't interfere. Yeah. This is their tradition. Don't worry about it. And instead we get hero white yeah. savior swooping in to save the princess. Brown savior. Well, well, that's true. Passport 2 actually did Passport the same thing. Passport 2 did it. You're right. But it wasn't his idea to do it in the first place. Classic uh, British yeah, idea. I have the, an idea. He came up with the, you do the it. plan. 
Yes, the British guy came up with the plan. No, Passepartout did. The British guy's plan required 75 men. Well, yes, but they had the plan to do the saving in the first place. Oh, to do the saving, I guess. They had the idea of, let's do this. I have a plan. It's not going to work. (laughs) (laughs) True, Passepartout volunteered as tribute. You're right. Yeah. And scared the hell out of everyone when he rose from the dead. But see, look, here here was one thing that really buggered me, though. Like, they said, you don't interfere with Native affairs. But, like, earlier on the train, it was talking about stamping out the Tuggy, which was who they were interfering with later. Like, so they obviously already interfered, and we're very well aware of their interference. I don't think the the funeral had to do with the Tuggy. Uh, yeah, they were talking about Kali and... All that, yeah. It was uh, the same cult. Branch of worship. Cults don't have rajas, though. Yeah, that was a little weird. But there was they were definitely talking about the procession being worshippers of Kali. They did mention Kali, but it was a funeral. And Kali is the goddess of death. Yeah. That is a little... They um, also said we have to be quiet or they'll kill us. That's true, he did say that. Yeah. It's a little foggy from the British perspective. Uh, the British perspective is foggy, so... Uh-huh. Because <laughs> there's only one type of Indian person in all of India. And we've conquered them. And we rule them. And that gets Ugh. into what went on in Bombay before we even got on the train. Yeah. First, there was a lot of brown face in India. Uh, yes. Which I hadn't noticed before, but you're right. That was mostly makeup. Yeah. Whereas in Spain, we actually had good representation. We had Spanish people, all. yep. Here, we've got white people and brown face, and I'm pretty sure those were Sikhs that were chasing him. Yeah. Despite the cow not being sacred to the Sikhs. Yeah. Sacred to the Hindus, but they're all wearing... Turbans. Exactly. Yeah. There's only one type of Indian, Ian. Apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. So have you figured out who the princess is? I. It's driving me nuts. She's definitely white. Yeah, she's definitely white. Which is one of the biggest problems with this movie is that the Indian princess is white. Yeah. But it's Shirley MacLaine. That's Shirley MacLaine? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That's why she looks so familiar and I can't quite place her. Yeah, she's very young in here. She doesn't look like... Very not used to young Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. She's okay in this for the role that she's got that she shouldn't have had. Eh. India's the the worst part of here, just the way they handle it. Well, the handling of India has been a problem for generations. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we have how Passport 2 is portrayed. Huge womanizer. Yeah. Because, of course, the foreign guy is the one who can't keep it in his pants. Well, he's supposed to be French, so, you know. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, he's... I mean, in the movie, the character is clearly Spanish, but in the book, he's French. So yes. So that's, that's where that stereotyping comes from. Mm-hmm. Jules Verne was French. Staying on his own stereotypes. Oh, so it's okay then. No. Didn't say that. But... You can do it if you're the thing. Uh, says who? Well, we call our podcast Cracker Classics, so... Well, fair enough. Good point. <laughs> you, make, you make a persuasive <laughs> argument. 
There was that guy in Seinfeld that converted to Judaism for the jokes. Oh, that's a different problem that I don't think we're going to have with this movie. No Jewish stereotypes? No, we've got other ones. We haven't gotten to America yet. Uh, Yeah, but we have hit some American racism. Mm Mm-hmm. What was it? The the Redskins over there will drink anything? Yeah. And, uh, Which made no sense because it was talking, talking about, about the Yankees. Yeah. And it got the idea from a Yankee, but then calls him a Redskin. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazingly. True British racism. Fucked up. Yeah. Of, oh. It makes no sense. But that's but the way it is. That's the way it is. Exactly. But if you don't understand it, you're not proper. Because an Englishman never jokes about a wager. Ugh. In crisis or not, nothing should interfere with tea. Well, that's valid. Nothing should interfere with tea. I agree, yeah. It was enough for me to write it down. I <laughs> <laughs> On the surface, I still love this movie, despite all of its problems. <laughs> more problems than I realized. I'm enjoying it. But it's I still enjoy it. For the it. most part. Yeah. There's just some little It drags a bit and there are some serious issues that I can gloss over because I'm a terrible person. And it's sort of the product of its <laughs> time. It's almost a very accurate portrayal oh, yeah. of how oh, people thought a very about accurate people portrayal in the world of the, the perspective of the 1870s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coupled then with this message about innovation and technology and the imagination and how it all wonderfully comes together. To do great things. Yay. The opening of this movie I've always felt was a little weird. Yeah. But they put it in context. Yeah. By just expanding on Jules Verne's oeuvre. Oh, yeah. No, that was really weird. Yeah. I, we start talking I'd about totally from the Earth forgotten to the moon. about that. <laughs> then we go to Georges Melier. We basically yeah. see all of a trip to the moon. Most of it, yeah. And then we launch a rocket. And there's a camera on the rocket that shows the whole world as we go around and that's the segue to get to around the world yeah yeah they did it in a clever way to it, put context around I the movie yes but it's still weird it's I, very yeah. weird i yeah i had completely forgotten about it <laughs> <laughs> it was a because long time ago hell and it's just so bizarre and a total non sequitur, so... Yeah, it doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie. No. Despite trying to contextualize it for you. No, it's... Like how title awful. cards at the beginning of a movie will say, this is what this is about. Yeah. And that's bad for movies to do that. Yeah. Gone with the wind, a fall of a great empire. Uh, yeah. Uh, at least here it was just science. The imagination, what we are capable of doing. And we got to watch a trip to the moon, which mm-hmm. always makes me happy. Yes, we're capable of many things if we're not so hateful towards each other. I do still love that you just fall from the moon to Earth. Mm-hmm. The rocket just sort of slips off the edge and down you go. Yeah. That's all yeah. it took. That's all Neil Armstrong had to do <laughs> was, was fall. nudge it over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of anxious to get back to this. No, bad. Let's Let's go finish this. And we'll see how we feel after we uh, go through America. Uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is 1872. It's an election ooh, year. Oh, Lord. That'll, ooh, that's going to be... <laughs> uh, all right. Spoilers.
We'll be back. We'll be back, folks. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. I lied to you again. Yeah, yeah, you so did. I lied to myself again. <laughs> the intermission was right where I figured it should be. And I understand what happened in my brain. <laughs> I understand now. What? Because growing up, I watched this on VHS. And it's oh. so long, it had to be put on two tapes. Oh. And the cutoff point when you had to put in the second tape was right before, right when you get to Hong Kong. Okay. So in my brain, that's intermission. Yeah. Because <laughs> turn tape over, <laughs> you know. Uh, you but you're right. Logically speaking, when we yeah. cross the international date line, that's when we have our intermission. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> that's always been a, a convenient way to end this story, I felt. So, so having watched this on VHS, just how old are you now, Ian? 33. <sighs> right now, right? Jesus' age. You know, a man told me to beware 33. Said it was not an easy time for me. Oh, it was not an easy time for me. Well, I'll get through. Even though I've got no miracles to show you. Yet. Mm, oh, yes. Well, at the beginning of 33. Yeah. yeah. See what happens. Um, I think we saved the most offensive stuff for the second part. Maybe because uh, we're in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say what you want about America. We have our own stereotypes. That oh, other God, countries... that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> At one point... I think they were still in San Francisco. He said, this is a primitive country. We're going yep. to need protection. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets into a duel with John Carradine. Rightly so. John Carradine's a dick. Yeah. yeah. But then we've got, like, Red Skelton in the saloon just eating and stuffing his face. Yeah. That's a nice American <laughs> stereotype. Yep. And, uh... And Marlene Dietrich. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, the cameos in here are fun. Yeah. But every time I watch this, like, we get to the end credits, and I go, oh, right, they're in this. Yeah. I meant to look for them. Well, too late now. <laughs> Peter Lorre on the ship was probably one of my favorites. I think he's the best one. The worst one is Frank Sinatra. I don't know if that's bad. He just doesn't say There's anything. There's just no point to it. The whole time, you don't even see his face. And then at the very he end, turns he just turns and around and smiles. It's beautiful. Just so that you can it's see, hey, look, it's, it's Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Perfect. I've, I love it. I thought it was dumb. I absolutely love that shit. Like, Brad Pitt and Deadpool 2. Like, <sighs> come on. That was... Fine. Those little tiny cameos that are absolutely meaningless are, like, my favorites. <laughs> oh, gas. Everyone else just served a purpose. Even George Raft. Did they? Did they really? Well, George Raft was auditioning (laughs) for his role in Some Like It Hot. Well, yeah. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Basically plays the same role. Pretty much. think about it. Yeah, yeah. But the only progressive part about this movie is the fact that Aouda asks Fogg for marriage. Yeah. She brings it up. Yeah. She also brought about the end of the British Empire. Hooray! Yeah. 
the that's other the best part. part of the movie. Because all it took was for one woman to walk into the Reform Club to bring about the end of the British Empire. Thank God. If only it were that simple. It probably was. No, because the Empire still thinks it's around. The offending of the British sensibility. That's all it takes. The ruffling of the British feathers. Yep. Once ruffled, they can't be unruffled. Apparently. At least not for a few weeks. You have to send it out. <laughs> Professional ruffler. Exactly. It's been ruffling for generations. The family's been working out of the same shop in Kotsdam. I don't know. I don't, something. Habershire. But, uh, some British some countryside British town. town thing. Shire. Ham. <laughs> West Hampshire. <laughs> West Cottage Hampshire. There you go. Speaking mm-hmm. of leads. stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's one issue I have with this movie. There's no self-deprecating in the British sensibility. It's all from this... British sensibility is inherently self-deprecating. But it doesn't come across in this movie. There's still this, like, refined, up on a pedestal, looking down at all the places that we go sort of mentality. Be in the world, or, yeah, in the world, not of the world. Yeah, and be subjected to what's in the world. And it's just the vibe that I get. It's still very imperialist. Because it's of that vibe, time. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It would be easier if there was more of that British self-deprecating. But no, no, we've got to be proper whole way through, despite doing not proper things. Well, yeah. At least he stimulates the economy as he goes along. Yeah, he blew through how much money? He threw a lot of money at a lot of people. Yeah. That's the best way to get the economy moving. Yep. You put lots of money into lots of people's hands. Government. Yep. But you enjoyed it. I did, oh, yes. Good. Even with the Indian raid on the train. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. Stagecoach. It's basically stagecoach and color. You're right. There's hardly any difference aside from the yeah. end where Paspatu gets captured and then yeah, will be burned. But they make it through and save him. Of course, because of we course. have the cavalry. Yep. And everybody volunteers to go raid the Sioux. Mm-hmm. And there's the election in San Francisco, which is it's almost true to life. Yeah. Just the slightest bit hammed up, but not really. I love how they go, is this a religious festival? No. No, I believe it's an election. Well, kind of the same thing. In this country, yes. Yeah. It's what part of the American religion. Mm-hmm. The opiate that is the American religion. Yep. Because as long as we can vote, kind of a shame not everybody can. Um, yeah, I was wondering where you were going when you started that sentence. I don't know. Uh, so far, not everyone can vote, and that's the problem. I, I think where I was going was the idea that as long as uh, voting is a thing, then we can't possibly be being ruled by bastards. Dynasties. Yeah. And yet here we are. Yeah. Yeah. But we voted for them. Uh-huh. So it's okay. So it's our fault. It doesn't matter that there are still kids in cages. We voted out the orange man, so we're good now. No. That's how I feel about the voting thing. Well, we fell for that in 08. 
We've hey, look at us it. be all progressive. Everything's going to be hunky-dory now. We don't have to pay any attention. Yeah, we've been following we fixed for everything. friggin' years. It's disgusting. Yeah. I- I'm not that uh, short-sighted. I'm glad that we kicked out the orange thing in the office. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that that's a big help. But we're it not doesn't get rid of fucking doing anything it, with it. It doesn't fix anything. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like he's gone, but we're still not getting anything reasonable done. We stopped from things stopped things from getting real bad real quick and went back to just things steadily getting bad over a long drawn out period of time. We arrested the free fall and have just been sliding downward slightly ever since. But we've been doing that, at least my whole life. Yeah. I mean, mine too. we were born in the 80s, so it's been yeah. a steady decline. There's <laughs> slight bump up from the 90s. Yeah. Big crash in the 2000s. Eh, we were okay. It wasn't... Yeah. But now it's like, look how great the economy's doing. I'm not seeing it. Yeah. That's where we're at now. But we weren't talking about America. We were talking about the we fall of the British Empire. Oh, same death? Oh. <laughs> well, it's about time for the fall of the American Empire. Well, we're working on it. We're getting there. Uh, yeah. But of course, we're still working on the fall of the British Empire. Uh, the Empire fell. Ah, they still have the Falklands. They still have the... Oh, that's true. There's still the British Indian Ocean Territory. What? Yes. That still exists. <laughs> There's... Wow. The sun still does not set on the British Empire. Wow. I did not know that. It's just uh, less land than it was. Yeah. But they still got enough in all... Little tiny pockets. Those Pacific Islands really help make up the difference with that sun (laughs) shining everywhere. (laughs) You know, that's why I wear my sunglasses at night, because the sun never sets on the British Empire. I thought it was so I can, so I can. I stole that joke from somewhere. I don't even remember now. <laughs> You're the uh, originator of that joke. I apologize and thank you. And reach out to us so I can give you proper credit for that joke that he didn't laugh at. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I still recommend this movie. I still like it. It still fills me with joy. It drags, but it's fun. Yes. It's a commitment. For the sake of time. Yeah. Um, but it's so whimsical. It and, is. And I love the music and just the way that it's shot and it's done. It is pretty. It is very well done. Yeah. Of course, it has its problems, some of which are really kind of big problems. It's really McLean. As an Indian princess. Yeah. I mean, her acting was fine, but still... Had she not been an Indian princess, she would have been great. Yeah. But she was an Indian princess. Yeah. Which, of course, wasn't a problem back then. Oh, no. Spoilers, it was a problem and you were just dense. Yep. But it was her big break. That works. Yeah. At least they didn't paint her brown. This is true. There was some brown face, but at least the main character was was not. She was in brown face. Yeah. That helps. She was just white she was just a british woman in a sari yeah can we be honest here yeah yeah i mean i get it she was educated in the uk so she had that but education whatever but yeah she was just a british woman in a sari Mm -hmm. yeah yeah loses points there but definitely i still enjoy this 
It is fun. The cameos are fun, even if you don't think. Even if some of them are dumb. It wasn't dumb! (laughs) It was great! Well, you know my opinion of Frank Sinatra. I just don't get it. He's fine. As a singer. As a singer. Yeah. We're going to have to do the Manchurian candidate. We do need to do that. Next election, yes. Yeah. That's, um... I don't want to have to sit through that again, but we need to do We that. need to do that. Yeah. Another one of those, why did you remake this? Because it's much better with Denzel Washington and Meryl Streep. Is it? Oh, Could be. yeah. I have not seen the remakes. I don't know. Oh, and Leif Schreiber. That's right. Yes. Oh. No, the remake is very good. Okay, fair enough. I very much enjoyed the remake. It's a lot better than the original, except for Angela Lansbury. Oh, my God. <laughs> Angela Lansbury is a amazing in that yes movie. she's amazing in most things oh, she's at least so in her youth that. she was amazing <laughs> and of course they had to remake around the world in 80 days did they yes jackie chan is passport too <gasps> i refuse to watch it i need to see this maybe you'll make me watch it one day but i probably it seemed like a modern retelling of it with like i don't know steampunk influences and jackie chan is passport too Yes, I am in. Okay. I am so in. I guess. I'll make you watch it. All right. Fine. <laughs> I guess. Get you super drunk and make you watch it. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. We'll do that. So while y'all are listening to this, we'll be getting Ian drunk and making him watch the remake. So have a drink for my birthday. Yes. Have one on me. Don't say that. <laughs> we might get more fans. You'll spend all our patron money. Charge it to the Patreon. <laughs> no. You'll regret that in 10 years when we're popular. <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't say free beer for patrons? No. It's a way to get people to give us money so we can give them free beer. Well, yeah. You should become patrons, folks. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Yeah, well, uh... If you're a patron, we'll we'll buy you a beer when we meet you in real life. Someday, we'll do we'll do live shows. Uh, that'd be interesting. And no, this is actually like our style is perfectly set up for live shows. True. We just get the movie, we show the movie, we talk about it, have a good time. Piss everyone off as we pause it randomly in the middle somewhere. <laughs> Bink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time for intermission impressions. But it's the middle. Is shut up. This is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. We should do this. <sighs> uh, I'm good. Yeah, Watch yeah. this movie. I, I can't say enough good things about it, but there's bad things to say about it too. Uh, <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Cracker Classics. CrackerClassics.com. That place. And give us money on Patreon. On the Patreon. And uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, humoring me by listening to my birthday episode. (laughs) And we'll see you next week when it's someone else's birthday that we don't know who. Yeah, because it's not mine. Yeah. It'll be someone's. Maybe yours. Happy unbirthday. Happy birthday to you. Bye. Bye, folks.